Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Thursday morning. So, who is the NFL player's new director and why did E. Smith stepped down? <laughs> now, we'll address that second question first. He stepped down because after 15 years, this is Demara Smith, who'd done a very nice job as director of the NFL Players Association. He decided he wanted to pursue another goal, and that other goal is a pretty lofty one. He is become, uh, going to become a professor of law at Yale. Wow. This guy's pretty sharp, and he did a terrific job for the Players Association. A lot of... Uh, Little subtleties that were decided upon by the owners. They had a major collision with the owners, but they, the players and owners both came out. Anyway, DeMora Smith, has he had 15 years enough. He said, I've, I've had it, and I've, I've got to step down. The new uh, chief um, of, the, of the Players Association is Lloyd Howell, and he is a retired chief financial officer. Now, this probably this company is not known generally around Uh, in sports circles as such, but it is around the country. Booz Allen Hamilton is one of the top consulting firms in America. They consult in analytics, in digital marketing, in uh, just really all sorts of communicative circumstances involved. And and this guy has been their chief financial officer for 34 years. He did retire. Uh, He is an electrical engineer by profession. He's a University of Pennsylvania grad and on the Penn Board of Trustees, which does say something. He survived something like 11 interviews, and he got the job. So Lloyd Howell, who, uh, who will inherit a situation in which he has dealt with people in the past, but not football players. This will be a little bit different. However, the NFL Players Association, and it is consistent with the several players on the board, have decided that Mr. Howell will be the man. You gotta be a smart guy to have that job. I mean, first off, the one that's stepping down is just like, you know what? I'm gonna go be a lawyer now. Let's go to Yale. Yeah. The other one's like, yeah, sure, I'll go through eleven. I'll go through eleven interviews for that job after retiring from my other career. Crazy, but uh, congratulations to them both. That's pretty cool, and I think the players should be happy. They're in good hands. Well, they, it they sounds are. like they are. All right, uh, New York Mets, among the season's disappointment, along with <coughs> some of our local teams in Major League <laughs> Baseball, owner's not happy in New York. The owner is is rather mouthy individual. His name is Steve Cohen. And yesterday he called a press conference. You knew this was going to be what, what's known euphemistically as a come-to-Jesus meeting. And indeed it was. He said, you guys are playing terrible baseball. You're 16 and a half games out of first. Our payroll is $350 million. It's the largest in Major League Baseball, and you guys aren't playing worth a blast. Now, he did not blame Buck Showalter for all of this. He said to many of the high-priced players, either you shape up this month or we're having a sell-off. And I suspect the New York Mets, you know, they're, they're pretty much out of the running right now in the East. 16 games, of course, you never say never. But they haven't played well. And uh, I think that has a great level of possibilities. A big sell-off of some of their big-name, high-priced players who have not done good Well, they're not the only ones, but at least uh, their owner looks like they're trying to light a fire. Some other teams aren't even doing that. So we'll see what happens down the road. All right, let's do a little history lesson 33 years ago today in baseball. Something happened. What was it? And it has not happened in the last century and a half. It's the only first time. This was July 29th, 1990. 
And on that date, which was 33 years ago today, it's the first and only time in modern baseball history that two pitchers have thrown no hitters in this on the same day and in each league. That tells you something. Never happened before and hasn't happened since. It was Dave Stewart of the Oakland A's. He no-hit the Toronto Blue Jays. And then a little while later, Fernando Valenzuela of the Dodgers no-hit the Cardinals. That was 33 years ago today. First time it's ever been done in this century. Actually, in the 21st, the 20th century. 21st, it hadn't been done. And quite likely, that's the odds on that are remote. Although there was a no-hitter thrown last night. A perfect game, yeah, Domingo. Pretty pretty cool stuff. I was going to mention that. Also, I was also going to mention in regards to the Cardinals, you never want to be on that side of history, Ned. So the Cardinals facing off the Houston Astros currently. Game two was last night. Tell me they got a dub. Didn't. They did not, and they gave it away just when you thought that everything looked good for them. Case in point, Houston comes up with three runs in the first inning. Houston has Jose Altuve back in the lineup, and he'd been injured, but he is their catalyst. He's the one who likes that fuse, and the rest of the team builds on it anyway. Anyway, Houston scores three runs in the first inning off Miles Michaelis. Cardinals come right back and tie it in the first inning on a three-run homer by Arnado. 3-3. Then the Cardinals take a lead 4-3. They take a lead 6-3. They're playing well. Here come the Astros right back into it. 6-5 middle part of the game. 6-5 in the eighth inning. And Houston scores five runs in the eighth off the Cardinals relief core, including a three-run homer by Mr. or Senor Altuve played down here. He played with the Corpus Christi Hooks. Oh, boy. 10-7, the Houston Astros win the game. It's a game the Cardinals had won, but their pitching again faltered. They are 13 games under 500, and I uh, heard Mr. Moselock speak uh, yesterday on TV, and you know what he said? Practically nothing. <laughs> he said, all that we have speculated here, oh, we may have to make some deals, but we may not make any, and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> like I said, not doing anything is also a choice. All right, Kansas City Royals also played yesterday. Did they do any better? No, they did not. They got blasted by the Cleveland uh, Guardians. 14-1 to was the final. This is, this is a, a whitewashing that the Royals, although they have a losing record and they're by far one of the weakest teams in baseball, they haven't really been blown out of too many games, but they were this one. And the Guardians win 14-1. to Springfield Cardinals opened up the second half of their season, playing down in Little Rock, Arkansas, and fell to the Arkansas Travelers 6-2. Arkansas was the first-half winner. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think the Springbirds are going to play better in the second half, but it would be nice to get off to a pretty good start. It'd be nice to have some team in Missouri actually play some good baseball for <laughs> once. All right, uh, it's been a long time since this has happened. Actual racing in the city of Chicago. This is street racing. Mm-hmm. This is through the streets, and it has never happened. This is the first time in history that NASCAR has tried this. Folks, they're they're driving on the streets on Lakeshore Drive, on Michigan Avenue. Uh, that's, that's part of the course. It's a two-and-a-half-mile course. It also co- uh, includes Columbus Drive, and they go through several of the streets, two-and-a-half miles, and uh, the way it is operated, they have 12 turns in this thing. This is through the streets of Chicago. This is really interesting. It uh, goes through Grant Park. It's called the Grant Park 250, and then also 
part of the course borders up on the north side of Soldier Field where the Chicago Bears play. This will really be fascinating, and I expect the, the crowds, which will have to be cordoned off, of course, oh, on yeah. the side, uh, will be enormous in Chicago to see. First time ever. It's a cup race, folks. And NASCAR, is, this is a points race. All the big names will be there. This will be very interesting. It is on national television. Of course, NASCAR always is. They split the season, and this is the portion of the racing season that NBC has. So they will have the what's called the Grant Park 250, and that's coming up on Sunday. This should be, even if you're not a racing fan, this should be fascinating. NASCAR on the streets. Well, it'll be interesting to watch. Hopefully there's not anything uh, crazy as far as crashes go, because there's a lot of history down there, too. You don't want to mess anything up. Either way, I'm sure they've got it planned out and figured out. Ned, you have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.